Go on then. What are we watching? Oh, what about... Uh... In the... Uh, with Sky Stream. The new way to get Sky without a dish. Stream unmissable Sky exclusives like True Detective and Netflix shows like The Gentleman all in one place. For just €25 a month for 12 months. Search Sky Stream today. New customers only. 12-month minimum term requires broadband. Further terms apply. Are you feeling lucky this St. Patrick's Day? Easy Living Furniture has a pot of gold waiting for you with absolutely everything reduced across sofa, dining, bedroom, mattress and accessories. Get the three-seater dark grey Harper sofa for only 459 Donut 240-centimetre dining table for only 289 and much more. Don't miss out on these lucky savings at Easy Living Furniture. Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie Today on the Indo Daily, London calling. Can Ryan Tuberty really rule Britannia? Oh my goodness me! He's here! Hello! He's live and from the island of Ireland! Oh my goodness me, Ryan. Good morning, Chris Evans. How the and Rachel. Heck did this happen? Well, um, After being ejected from RTE, Ryan Tuberty has landed on his feet in London with a new radio show with a shiny big station. I'm desperately excited. I, I start a new job in a new city and a wonderful station in a, in a few weeks' time, and I, I don't know where to begin. Tuberty is plotting a path well-worn by plenty of Irish stars who have successfully crossed the water. Amelia Clark, did you get to yes. chat with everyone backstage? Um, yeah, kind of. Did you get to talk to him? Yeah, kind of, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Amelia Clark loves Matt LeBlanc. I'm Fionn Sheehan, and today on the Indo Daily, I'm joined by Dave Hanratty of the Irish Independent to ask if the Ryan line can actually be as popular as the Kings of Chat, Graham Norton, or Terry Wogan. Dave, he's been off the air since June. He's gone from RTE since August, but Ryan Tuberty is back. How, where, when? It's the early Christmas present we were all waiting for, Fiona, on the news that broke, of course, in joyous fashion on Chris Evans's Virgin Radio UK breakfast show there the other day, uh, essentially saying that Tuberty will now be following on from him in the coveted 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. slot weekdays on Virgin Radio UK. He's back behind the radio microphone, kicking off in the new year as well. Are you not entertained? That's the question we have to ask. And it's, you know, it's not just ego and it's not just uh, showing off although they are two huge components in this, in this job for people like you and me uh, and, and and a vast vast need to be loved, loved. and tickled and appreciated <laughs> liked I'd take but liked Virgin Radio UK what, what is it? It's a commercial station and kind of, you know, Chris Evans has a show on from, from half six in the morning till ten, which is quite a long breakfast slot. I don't know if, if anyone needs three and a half hours of that in the morning, but I guess, you know, the ratings are decent. Uh, it's kind of boisterous, you know, it's chart music. Turbody has said that his show will be a mix of the music that he loves and I guess some talk radio as well. It'd be interesting to see if, what he can bring to it because the RTE show that he had before, very, very different. One hour in the morning, he had total creative control and free reign to do whatever he wanted and often the show would reflect 
reflect that. It was just him kind of talking about what he got up to at the weekend, yeah. an interview with maybe an author, and then some songs he likes. But this is three hours of commercial radio from 10 to 1 and a UK audience that doesn't know him that well. I mean, like, if I was over there right now and I was working for, you know, a content website or something, I would very much be going onto the street with a photo of him and saying, do you know this man? Because we don't quite know the exact level of reach that he has. He's worked in the UK before, but is he a household name? Probably not. Where am I going to the weekend, Vassas? You're going to Reykjavik. Yes, I am. And you're meeting... <laughs> well, Liz Newton is an Irish writer, but also... Uh, do you want another name to have yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I love so, it. Okay. So, yeah. Virgin Radio UK. It, it is a big enough deal, though, over there. Not very well known uh, on, on, on these shores, but they also have Graham Norton... Uh, and some other doing a weekend show with them they've some other recognised names so, and, and Chris Evans is a rejuvenated version Chris Evans 2 is you know kind of more charming than Chris Evans 1 who was a bit kind of obnoxious back in his hedonistic heyday so uh, good move for Tuberty I think it's the move for Tuberty you know the question is you know we haven't seen a public bidding war right so the question becomes well what options did he have this could be the best option it could also be the best available option but I think you know if you look at Tuberty in recent months and you know he popped up on Evans' show back in September and it was very much a, an open audition for the job that he's been given and he is very good buddies with Chris Evans so you have to think he was instrumental as well sure, doing the Late Late Show on the TV show at home in Ireland at the time when you came in and there was somebody was asking earlier when was the last time the first time you met Chris Evans and I said well do you remember uh, Darcy in The Wizard of Oz when the tornado was coming yeah I said well that's what it was but as for Tuberty I think he needs a platform he needs to be whether it's on television or on radio his Instagram story game isn't cutting it you know he's been putting up all these stories about how he's out for a run or he's doing this and he's having a great whimsical time of it but if you look at recent times I mean away from his own kind of you know news headlines he hasn't had the opportunity to really kind of comment on world events he's missed out on a lot of pop culture a lot of kind of world events as well so I think this is someone who desperately requires and craves that connection to an audience so he's taken a gamble here but also it's a pretty good looking gamble and as well you know he's 50 years of age he's gone over to the UK it's never and ever there was the Ryan Tuberty show on RT Radio 1 which as you say opening monologue about 10-15 minutes of stuff going on in the world and observations and so on and so forth pop culture interview with somebody who was invariably writing a book a uh, bit of music and, and something else but back uh, before that he really made his name as a radio presenter of the eponymously named Tuberty on 2FM and of course he worked with the, the late Jerry Ryan uh, as well so is that more what we're looking at kind of 2FM Ryan Tuberty as opposed to RT Radio 1 Tuberty. It will have to be because, you know, it's very vibrant. Not that RT doesn't do vibrancy ever or anything, but, you know, this is this is UK in your face kind of, but also, you know, putting an arm around the shoulder, friend, friendly, you know, kind of familiar radio. So he's going to have to be ebullient, but he's been ebullient so far. If you see him in, the, in his 21-minute interview with Chris Evans there on Thursday, he held the energy. And he is a kid at Christmas right now. He's raring to go. He has to wait until the 4th of January, which he has pointed out himself is quite poignant for him. That's uh, it's my, my late father's birthday, would you believe? Oh, uh, uh, no, I know. He's, he's, he's got a number of years now. So that's, you know, a kind of kismet for him. He told the story about Sinead O'Connor and he's very much, you know, like just dying to get on the radio at this stage. So will he bring that kind of level of charisma and charm? He's going to have to. And it'll be interesting to see though if he's constrained by the format because if he has to have a playlist, he has to play X amount of songs, how much talk time will he get? And I think the school of thought with Turbidly has always been love him or hate him, people think he's better on the radio than he is on the television. So he really has to prove that now. 
Talk to me about how the show will be broadcast, because although it's on Virgin Radio UK, it'll also be available in, in Ireland. Yes, it's going to be simulcast, uh, simultaneously played from 10 to 1 on weekdays on Q102 in Dublin as well. So it, the broadcast that he's doing over there will play out in Q102. Now, what that means for their current presenter in that format has yet to be determined, but they're getting bumped for Tuberty because we have Ryan Tuberty on Q102 now. We're celebrating that. They're part of the same chain, the kind of wireless group in the UK, which also means that Tuberty will, will also be doing some extra work. He'll be doing a weekend show, which will be broadcast on 96FM in Cork, Live 95 in Limerick, and LMFM, uh, Loudmead Radio. Is he moving lock, stock and barrel to London? He says he's relocating. He talked about that with Chris Evans. He said he can't wait to get his daughters over to London. He hasn't chosen where he's going to live yet. So it remains to be seen if this is some kind of, you know, he signed for a new club and we have to find a place for him to live or if he's going to just move everything over. There's been a lot of rumours that he's selling up over here, uh, kind of unsubstantiated at this point. Um, He has talked about how he went for a run out in Hyde Park and got lost, you know, a bit of banter. Um, But he's essentially committing. Yeah, he's saying, I'm here. I'm going to make it happen. And, you know, put me where you want me. Not the first Irish radio or TV presenter, though, to to try their hand over uh, in in Blighty. Uh, Ryan Tuberty's great icon, Gay Byrne, who you know he's he's echoed a lot of of, of his career over over the time, having a, a morning talk show that was familiar uh, with 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 the nation, uh, hosting the Late Late Show. Gabo was also in the UK at one point. His case is actually very interesting. So he moved there at the start of the 60s to further his career. He was working on Granada on um, a tea time news show called People and Places. And he actually became one of the first journalists to interview the Beatles in a live setting. It seemed to be kind of one of those happenstance moments where they were next door and they were just brought in by another guest. And then Gay Byrne is suddenly talking to these plucky up-and-comers and the rest is history. Uh, he also did some moonlighting for the BBC. And apparently that was a bit of a, a bit of a workplace clash. His boss at the time said, you can't do both of those things and asked him to stop doing it. And Gay Byrne's response was to just come back to Ireland and make his name here instead. Now, he'd already been making his name here, but this was kind of a, you know, I guess a seasonal move. But he did say, you know, there's a quote from him saying that, I remember around that period being at a party in London that was full of Irish people, and we all decided to come back. And over the following few years, we all did, one by one, there was such an air of optimism and vigour. So that's a very interesting, different story than we hear a lot today. Even in the case of Tuberty, it's a case of, I'm going to London to find my fortune. This happens in television, this happens in music, this happens in movies. The entertainment industry the creative arts, a lot of people see London as a destination. I think it's very interesting that Gay Byrne said, okay, well, if you don't want me to do it my way, I'll go to Ireland and I'll do it and I'll become the godfather of broadcasting, which is what he did. Also, another uh, pal of Gay was probably the guy who fulfilled the destiny that Gay gave up by coming back to Ireland was Terry Wogan. And Wogan, of course, I mean, even became a, a favourite of the late Queen. I mean, we, on over here, we probably associate him with his chat shows uh, in the 1980s, but he was massive on BBC Radio as well. It's funny because you see like British Impressionists as well would always do Terry Wogan. You know, you think of like Peter Serafinowicz, that actor who does an incredible Terry Wogan impression. It's worth looking up. He had that level of reach. He wasn't just relegated to, you know, here's an Irish broadcaster in the UK. We'll put him in the corner. He made it his own. He is a household name. You think about him on, you know, the Eurovision commentary. And again, that kind of quippy, cheeky charm that he had. Give a warm welcome to your hosts of the night. Vos conférenciers. Natasha Corner and Sean Pimark. Oh, yes. Natasha and Sean. 
or as we know them, The Little Mermaid and Dr. Death. This pair will kill you. He's an institution, not just in the UK and Ireland, but I think people internationally recognize him as one of the greats. His his successor, if you can call him that, the biggest dechacho king of the UK at the moment, Graham Norton. Now, somebody who basically went to the UK at a very early age, didn't really have a... a, a a, a career in Ireland started with, literally went over and, and made himself over there. He studied acting. You know, he studied at the uh, Central School of Speech and Drama in London and he started out as a stand-up comedian, which I think has actually really kind of held for him and kind of the talk show host that you see today and the, his ability to kind of be self-deprecating and also to kind of playfully rib his guests. And he's, you know, these days he has the A-list of the A-list on his show. That comes from when he treaded those kind of stand-up boards. He tried to stand at acting, memorable role in Father Ted, of course. And then from there, you know, was on Channel 5, you know, guest hosting the Jack Doherty talk show. He got his own talk show on Channel 4, so Graham Norton off the back of that, that was a hit as well. He eventually signs to the BBC. The first years are a bit fallow, but in 2007, the Graham Norton show comes along with the format that we now know and love. Let's throw all these guests together. Let's have him be the orchestrator of chaos. And in this day and age, the Graham Norton show is truly international. Like, who hasn't been on that show? And it's a very interesting contrast with The Late Late Show on a Friday night because you'll often see Irish viewers saying, well, who's on The Late Late? Look who Graham Norton has. Because it's London and because it's glitzy and because he sold it so well. He's an incredible success story. We're, we're not just looking at, at names here, I suppose, that are massively familiar to us now. You also had, like, really respected names uh from Ireland going across to the UK become big deals over there. Eamon Andrews and Henry, Henry Kelly to name but two. Yeah, Eamon Andrews actually was the first ever Irish castaway on Desert on Discs, a format that of course persists and thrives to this day. But I mentioned the word everyman earlier on when talking about Terry Wogan. You could say that Eamon Andrews really kind of set the set the path for that because he did everything. He was a sports commentator, quiz chairman, and of course holding the famous book on This Is Your Life. And Eamon Andrews is kind of uh, steeped in the lore of what it is to be a media personality in the UK, you know, someone coming from Ireland. So he's rightly hailed as one of the all-time greats and someone who people would still look to as an influence. Henry Kelly, yeah, I have to mention Henry Kelly because I grew up watching um, wacky international game show Going for Gold. The incredible theme music by Hans Zimmer, which I think a lot of people don't know. And Henry Kelly was this very gregarious host who kept that kind of chaos in play as well. So I think, you know, can Turbidi echo and emulate all of these people remains to be seen massively. But there is a very good track record, in particular for male broadcasters who've gone to the UK and for women as well, of course. We're we're looking at those people because we're trying to compare Tuberty to them. But there have been female presenters as well who have who've gone across and made a success of it. Yeah, Grana Shoga had a go. She um, had a stint on Daybreak, a morning show on ITV. She worked with Sky News. She worked with the BBC. You, Angela Scanlon has been there for the best part of 10 years at this point. Um, Laura Whitmore, of course, you know, a fixture of Love Island. I'm a celeb. Um, came into some hot water, of course, for, you know, some kind of British Army recruitment endorsements that people took, took issue with. But she is a, a name, and she made her name by winning an MTV reality show to be a VJ, went from there. I think Liz Bonin is a very interesting case. 
case as well because this is someone who went over there early on. She was there in the early 2000s. She worked on Top of the Pops. She worked on a morning show called Rise, which only ran for a short period of time. It was like a, a Channel 4 breakfast show, you know, aimed at the youth and it didn't quite work for her. But in recent years, Liz Bonin has turned her attention to making nature documentaries and she's very much a compatriot or very much a kind of a, a colleague of David Attenborough. And some people are even speculating, will she be the person to find, finally follow in his unbelievable footsteps? Because she's really kind of made that her own. So, Ryan Tuberty, new era. Uh, as you say, 50, you look back six months ago, he was just finishing up on the, the Late Late Show after doing that for 14 years. We were looking ahead to him doing other TV, his radio show, and then the world collapsed uh, all around him. Has he come out the, the back of it? Is his Anas Horribilis, to, to quote the, the, the Queen, uh, is it coming to an end now? And can he look ahead to, to brighter things in 2024? Well, he certainly wants us to see it that way. He can't have sat down on the 1st of January 2023 and said, by the end of this year, I'll be gearing up to do a show in London where I'll, where I'll be moving to. You know, again, this is not, you know, a horrible exile and there are people who would absolutely love to be in his position. But for him to be in his position, that's the question. He will tell us, he will swear blind that this is where he is to be, or like where he needs to be, where he's supposed to be. I do think that the way that it has gone and where we were, say, you know, four or five, six months ago versus now, he is laughing. He is smiling. We saw the the beaming PR photograph of him with Chris Evans and Noel Kelly, his manager, who has stood by him and he stood by Noel Kelly. We've seen the celebrity endorsements from Russell Crowe, of all people, saying, my man, Ryan. And this is a genius move, legendary broadcasters. So it's a huge PR win. Uh, it'll remain to be seen how much he can sustain this. And it's worth looking at the first episode. It's worth looking a month in and it's worth looking six months in to see if this is a natural home for him. What about Noel Kelly, uh, who you mentioned beaming away uh, yesterday, um, the man who put the deal together? Uh, a fascinating figure in all of this, of course, and the fact that these two have been kind of in lockstep the entire time. There's never been a suggestion that they were going to part ways. We saw the double act that they gave us at the Oireachtas Committee. And, you know, I think of Noel Kelly very dramatically saying, you know, this isn't the Ryan Tuberty scandal. This is the RTE scandal. And it was like something out of a stage play. Um, the fact that we saw that press release yesterday, which was filled with flowery language. I mean, there's a line here from Noel Kelly where he says, and I quote, take a bow, Mr. Tuberty. You are wonderful and inspirational. Like, that's just magnificent. Did that need to be in a public press release? No, but it is for a reason, so that we will say it and we will talk about it and we will see the bond that these two have. We saw the photograph of them together. Uh, Ryan Tuberty is in the press this morning saying, Noel Kelly got me the best deal possible at Virgin Radio UK. So um, if anything, they've been able to kind of turn around now and say, we were right, we stuck to our guns and we are now the lesser antagonists in the overall scandal that broke over the summer. And look at us now. We're back on the airwaves where we belong, still together, the boys. Ryan Tuberty uh, often speaks of uh, his love of, of Galway and going on holidays to, to Connemara and travelling around there and so on. A bit like Gabo used to talk about Donegal in, 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 the, in the same vein. It shows you have an, an interest beyond uh, simply the bubble uh, in, in Dublin. He's going to Clifton to turn on the Christmas lights on the same night that Patrick Keelty makes his toy show debut. So is this a distraction? Is it a, is it a political strike? Or is it just, just a bit of innocent fun and a coincidence? 
What a coincidence it is. What are the odds of this happening? Yeah, no, it's deliciously ambiguous, isn't it? Um, Tuberty will tell us that it's just he wanted something different to do that night. And to be fair, he probably is going to want to take his mind off the fact that the first toy show in so long without him doesn't have him. And again, that's the interesting thing here because you'd hear it all the time. People would say, look, I'm not mad about him on The Late Late Show, but the toy show, you got to give him credit. He's brilliant at it. He's great with the kids. He clearly cares about it. And Kielty does have a hard act to follow there. But the fact that Tuberty is has this public platform on the same night. Now, again, it's not television ratings, it's not two TV shows going up against each other, but I can't help but look at this with a with a raised eyebrow, a Dwayne The Rock Johnson style, and wonder what exactly the, the purpose of this is. It might just be clean, innocent fun, but it's a wonderful political move as well. Yeah, there's not going to be a million people turning up in Clifton, let's, let's be quite clear, <laughs> and there, there will be over a million watching uh, Patrick Hilty on, on, the, on the toy show. Finally, though, Ryan Tuberty's deal comes out in the same week that RT announced 400 redundancies, one in five staff to go, cost cutting across the board, more independent production, a, a slimmed down uh, RTE. What do we think the mood is towards Ryan Tuberty there now? Is he is he gone and forgotten? Not forgotten, no. And even Kevin Backhurst, uh, when speaking to you this week, was saying that you know the door is still open. I would never blackball anyone. You know, I like Ryan personally. He's a talented broadcaster. I think we just need to see how the organisation changes and when the timing may or may not be right for that. But the door's not shut, of course it's not. As for the staffers, yeah, the contrast, you can't help but see it where obviously, you know, RT staff are in big trouble and you have Ryan over here beaming and smiling with his new gig. You know, you could say that he's perfectly entitled to do that. He's got himself a new gig and under difficult circumstances. But speaking of difficult circumstances, you have to feel for the staff in RTE given what's going on there. And, you know, like if you go from the top down, like, my, my sources tell me that the top-level earners feel thrown under the bus by Kevin Backer's brand-new salary cap and are wondering why they're being singled out. Uh, on a lower level, staff are obviously fearing for their own jobs, and you have to wonder as well, like, will the will the salary cap be enough? If you do the sums, it won't be. So you have to wonder if this is going to pave the way for wider cuts down the line. We hope it won't. Uh, as for the mood, like I think Turbidy is always going to be the face of this, even though he's managed to escape it to some degree. But I think a lot of staff will understand that they can't lay the blame exclusively at his door, and it's not entirely down to him. So I think people will look at it as a distraction. It's not what they want to see this week, but at the same time, he is now across the pond and far away. And my thanks to Dave Hanratty for joining me. I'm Fiona Chain, and today's episode of the Indo Daily was produced by Garrett Mulhall, researched by Dave Hanratty, with sound by John Smith. Archive clips from Virgin Radio UK, the BBC, and the Irish Independent. You can follow this story on the Irish Independent, and if you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow, and leave us a review. Go on then, what are we watching? Oh, what about... Uh... In the... Uh, with Sky Stream. The new way to get Sky without a dish. Stream unmissable Sky exclusives like True Detective and Netflix shows like The Gentleman all in one place for just €25 a month for 12 months. Search Sky Stream today. New customers only, 12-month minimum term requires broadband. Further terms apply.